Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. Hi, and welcome to this ridiculous podcast. Um, we start every podcast with a iteration of us uh, apologizing for things that we we missed on the last episode. And uh, Rob, the last episode, I could have sworn you actually did mess up something. You forgot something. You texted us later. Do you remember what that was now? I'm going to no, go back I, through our texts. I'm going to go I, back through our texts. Do you remember I, what the last episode was about? I don't think it was I texted. I think it was that right as we closed, I remembered one. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I can't tell you what that was. You don't now. remember now. You don't remember yes. now. Is what I, you're saying. I can't. You're... I can tell you that I was awfully sniffly and gross, and mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. even more unprofessional than I normally am while speaking well, on the last podcast. Yeah. All right. So you don't remember any best time jumps that we forgot? No, I don't. God damn it! All right, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. We, you know what? We don't need to apologize, folks. The, the, yeah, you're trapped here. You can't leave your house. Now, first of all, uh, let me just. I, I mean, we're going to break from a little bit of tradition here. We're gonna, I am literally, literally not allowed to do anything in my city unless it's necessary. I can't oh, get you, gas. You did get that. Yeah. We are, we are, we are shelter in place here in San Jose. Uh, you are just basically, hey, don't gather more than 10 people still, right? You guys aren't. That's that's where they're saying so far uh, there has been possible threats of more. But Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like legit, if I went outside my house right now, I could walk around my block and I might be able to go to Safeway. But that's about it. <laughs> Everything else is closed. So welcome um, to... I mean, at least we got a stand-up guy in the White House that won't use this to seize control. All right, let's start the podcast, Rob. (laughs) On that happy note. Yeah, uh, here he is, the spider island to my legacy virus, the Andromeda (laughs) strain to my stand, the outbreak to my Omega Man, my best friend, Rob Bloom. Hey, Rob. Oh, you just just ate up half of my list. Thanks a lot. Hey, no problem, buddy. No problem. (laughs) We're talking plagues. We are talking plagues, comic, sci-fi, movies, books, whatever. Yeah. And uh, we figured this is the most appropriate time. We had this slotted for next December, but we were like, you know what? This is probably the time. It's it's appropriate now. Yeah. Uh, if if any of you survive long enough to hear this three years down the road. Oh, my God. Isn't this going to be such a fun thing to look back on on Facebook? God, movies? I hope it is. <laughs> we're I, I hope. Hey, remember that? Remember all the toilet paper jokes? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm so glad we all switched to bidets now. <laughs> no longer. <laughs> we will. For one thing, the Charmin bears should have made us switch to bidets. We as a people should have been like, those cartoon bears are weird. Please, let's just wash our ass with running water from now on. <laughs> that would have been... It's, it, it's really funny that their entire ad campaign is based upon a bear wiping its ass joke yeah, is yeah, what it is. yeah does a bear shit in the woods and does it wipe its own ass and no, it, I think, my hiney's clean no the joke clean. is the uh the the bear asks the rabbit does first stick to your ass or just first stick does shit stick to your fur when you wipe when you shit and the rabbit says no so the bear picked him up and wiped uh, his ass with it see i always just thought it was the regular uh bear shit in the woods does a bear uh, shit it might in the woods? be it it might be oh my god no i like yours better I like yours better. That's everything is fucked up. Everything. Look, legit. We're all 
we're all messed up now. Um, so we're talking we're talking plagues, Rob. I'm gonna try to keep yes. I'm gonna treat I mean because I what I really want to do right now is sing the Charmin jingle. But instead, let's talk plagues. Okay. Um, and uh oh, boy. This is the weirdest democratic hoax I've ever lived through. It All is. Right. It's so <laughs> Uh, so, uh, shall I start? Yeah, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. I'm going to Which... start. Um, everyone's been sort of com- uh, comparing our time right now to the opening chapters of The Stand, where a uh, unseen virus, a demonic uh, hell-born virus, wipes through uh, the planet and wipes out uh, most of the population. And uh, that's my number one. <laughs> that's my pick. That's that's not my that's number my one ne- pick. That's what's that like, would have been my, my number one actually. The stand yeah. was my number one, and it was um, my aunt loved sci-fi and horror when I was a kid, and she would describe she described two things that scared me as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, one was the beginning scenes of the book. Um, uh, Ron L. Ron Hubbard wrote. Uh, it Dianetics, was turned into a movie. Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth. The beginning of Battlefield Earth oh my is God. just the aliens are wiping out humanity, and it's yeah. brutal. And the movie did not touch that at all. Well, no. But just... the book is terrifyingly creepy. The way that the aliens just wipe out all of mankind. The other unless one, unless you're would clear, describe... unless you're clear, <laughs> they will keep you if you're clear, or if you pay the aliens, right? Um, the other one she would describe would be the stand and her description ended up getting a pretty good translation in the mini series that came mm-hmm. out years mm-hmm. later on ABC that I remember the song, uh, don't fear the reaper. Whenever yeah. I hear that song, I don't think of needing more cowbell. I think of the, the stand when yeah. I hear that song. I, I, this is why it's not number one for me. Uh, okay. I've never read it. <laughs> And I barely remember that movie, because uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not into Stephen King, so I'm never really kind of into that shit. Um, so I like all I know about the Stand is what pop culture has fed me through other people making references to the Stand and making jokes about the Stand. It's, so that's why it's not my number one. Like I oh, know and it I, exists and I, and I know it's huge. But I like just hmm. really creepy how there are parallels right now, too, that it does. It does feel like through people's ineptitude that this is just getting out of hand and it just, you know, through lack of lack. Well, I'm just saying like lack of foresight when uh, certain things, you know, just basic. Hey, let's just warn people about this ahead of time. Right, right. Like when we say that there's ineptitude, like I think even if every single country would have gone South Korea and because South Korea has flattened their curve pretty much right now. They have Mm -hmm. drive through testing. They've done a lot of things to to stop their spread. Like if you look at South Korea and Italy, they had flare-ups at almost the same amount of time, but only one of those countries was able to get ahead of it and get it under control properly. So, like, when we talk about ineptitude, I, I think that's what I think that I want to... Like, I look, I'd love to throw this guy under the bus, but he's not the only one. I was discounting no. it a year... I mean, like, a week ago, I was kind of discounting it, too, and I was like, oh, we'll be fine. I wasn't understanding, and I don't think anyone really kind of understood what was going on but I think what's crazy about this is if you think about it, it's only been since like December in Wuhan, right? And do you know anyone in particular that's been anywhere near Wuhan? No, you don't. No. Mm-hmm. But you know, pe- you know that in your town, there are people right now who have this. And it's crazy to think that it went all the way to uh, Omaha, Nebraska that quickly. You know what I mean? Well, what what's more amazing, and because of the way it kind of hid, uh, the way it mm-hmm. incubates, the way it doesn't show symptoms for, what, four days or five, up to? Five, yeah, 5.5 days, I think, is what somebody said. And you can be a carrier as well, you oh, know, yeah. for ridiculous amounts of time. That there, we have learned that there was somebody in January in Omaha with it. Yeah. So it, it from its discovery in December to... yeah. 
January. It's absolutely it's... crazy. By the way, if you were wondering, hey, what was it like being a Native American in uh, in the you know the 1500s? <laughs> this, this is it. This is this is fucking it. An alien virus from people that you didn't know uh, literally wipes through your entire fucking continent faster than lightning uh, that yeah. you have no control over. Yeah, absolutely crazy. So that's it. Uh, stand is mine. And again. I know The Stand is brilliant. I know that a lot of people think it's one of the scariest, creepiest books ever. And I, I know think a lot it, of people it, think about it, but I it devolves I into thing. a good versus evil. Yeah. I just think the intro of yeah. that miniseries as a kid, along with the music "Don't Fear the Reaper," really fucked with me as a kid. It, I remember oh, it very vividly. So many being so many things real creepy. So yeah, many things true. fucked with you as a kid. Let's be honest. All right, your your turn there. Uh, I will go comic book since you kind of started with uh-huh. movies. I think the Batman's Contagion storyline. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Was uh, it, it's in many ways what developed Batman into the character he became throughout the '90s and 2000s because it is literally what led to the No Man's Land story. Uh, first, the Contagion went through. Yeah, got everybody in in Gotham sick. Then the earthquake, then it was, well, after the earthquake, you have no man's land and Batman having to, and it, you know, that was a whole turning point in the Batman storyline. But Contagion was created by um, St. Dumas's order. Yeah, the order of St. Dumas, yeah. Yeah. St. Dumas isn't actually a real saint. The Yeah, Asriel and the order of St. Dumas to wipe wipe, uh, Gotham clean. It was a form of Ebola. Yeah. I, I think a fictional form yeah. of Ebola called mm-hmm. the clench. Yes. That got. And Which is, by the way, if you're going to pick a funny name for Ebola, the clench is great. Yeah. And, uh, and it was a really good storyline that I think, if I recall, at the end, even like Alfred had it. Yeah. And, yeah. And people that, that were... became like the race against time for, for Bruce yeah. to, to figure out the thing is is. Is uh, it really began to even hit? Even uh, his people were beginning to drop. I, you know, I remember I was in Contagion. I think actually, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this. I know that it's a big turning point, and I know uh, this is Batman when I was still avidly collecting Batman and was still really really into collecting Batman. But because they followed up Contagion with uh, No Man's Land, it was like really. Like, I mean, really, when I'll be honest with you, if you look back, let's pretend you're an any other person in America and suddenly you have a insane (laughs) plague that that goes through the city where literally everybody is infected and you have to literally build a wall around the city to make sure that no one gets out. Right. Then all of a sudden, then there's a fucking earthquake. Yeah. No, I mean, like when you think about it, I remember at the time going like, oh, that would never happen. We would never just abandon American city. This is so crazy. And now I'm thinking, yeah, we would. Yeah, we totally fucking would. We would kind of have a few times. Yeah, we're like, get the fuck out of that city. We are done with it for a while. Thank you very much. We will wait until it's profitable to go back in. Uh, Actually, now that I think about it, No Man's Land has an insanely. Now that I, I look back at through the lens of of Katrina, like you just said, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that actually was exceedingly good writing. We're gonna abandon this. Go fuck. I mean, fuck the poor and the people who stay. Uh, but when a big corporation wants to come in and rebuild, we'll fucking do it. See, and I think there's a lot of really cool things that happened because of No Man's Land. It really developed. It. It first of all, it was the first story that put Harley Quinn in the DC universe. Yes. Uh, yeah, it does. Although I don't uh, necessarily think that that's something to be like, no, she was pigeonholed to fit in. That's watershed obviously. moment of Batman's yeah. comics. Uh, no, but the development of, uh, the Batwoman, Batgirl, uh, was during that as well. Uh, first, it was Huntress. Yes. Was oh, that. Sky. Yes, that. Yes, Huntress. Because dressing up like the bat in order to fake people into thinking she was Batman. That, yeah. Because that you know that because they had lost hope and Batman had disappeared for a short while, so she was mm-hmm. pretending to be Batman. She had a really cool mask where it was like sewn. sewn her mouth was sewn yeah. shut. It was really cool. Yeah, she'd found an old or found or made an old Batgirl outfit and then sewed up her her face so that. You wouldn't be able to tell, which is weird in a skin tight 
uh, outfit. Yeah, that still clearly. But it was shows. cool where they were they were tagging parts of town yeah. and taking yeah. them over, and you had like the Jokers. It was, yeah. a, I mean, it was a cool story for yeah. its time. Well, how about it's the fact that kind of close the the police acting like a gang? You remember? Yeah. Speaking of yeah. tagging, like Batman would come in and tag with the bat, which again Huntress started. Um, but the GCPD would tag even. They would they would mark their territories, and they were just like a they were like a rival gang, which was crazy. That idea of law and order and and like American values was a gang for a while. <laughs> it was sort of crazy, sort of crazy. Yeah, no, that's contagion. I looked, I thought about, I I had contagion uh, contagion on one of my lists of things that I kind of liked. But I'll be honest with you, I. Uh, uh, I went, I went kind of different. If you go in comics, then you the one you mentioned, I think was good. So, oh, but, I'm not actually. Um, oh, okay, that, that's part of the reason why I, I didn't. Uh, I actually mentioned this kind of when I said the Omega Man, which of course was yes. the Charlton Heston movie. Are you gonna go? I am Legend. On, I'm gonna go. I am Legend. But again, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. go Will Smith. I'm oh. gonna go. I'm gonna go Vincent Price. Uh, okay. And, uh, actually, I'm just gonna go the story. It's mostly the story. I think the, the story's great. Yeah the, yeah. the Vincent Price one was Last Man on Earth, I believe, was the name of that mm-hmm. movie. Um, but I still think it's a good story. It's <laughs> about it, a, okay. The first one's Omega Man, right? No, Vincent Price was first. Okay. And uh, and I can't remember if that one is I Am Legend. Or if it's the last man on Earth, or if it was. I think one's called well. "I Am Omega Man." No, it's just Omega Man. The Charlton Heston, when he adapted it, um, called it uh, Omega Man. Um, but uh, now I'm having to look this up because I think Vincent Price. Yeah, it was just Vincent Price's last man on Earth. Okay, yeah, that's the name of the the movie, but it was based on "I Am Legend." Is the name of the book. Uh, and I really liked the Vincent Price one. One of the reasons why I like it more than a lot of them is, or one of the reasons why I like it so much, and I like the story so much, is because it ends in such a down note. <laughs> it ends with the death. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in, oh, in yeah. the Vincent Price, I think in the Vincent Price when he dies in the... See, now I'm getting Omega Man in Vincent Price's last month. Well, even the of... Will Smith one ends pretty sadly as well. I mean, right, I think yeah. that's kind of... But Actually, the the whole tragedy of being alone and being the is you know kind yeah. of what all of them are about. Uh, I do like the fact that in Charlton Heston's Omega Man, um, the female uh, that he finds the, the what he thinks is a survivor, but just ends up being um, one that's already infected, and you know one of the 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 Morlocks or whatever you want to call them, the vampires. Uh, she's she's secretly that, and she somehow. Uh, fooling him or whatever but she's african-american the uh and, oh yeah okay and so in the charlton heston omega man one which i think was like a 1970 like 68 to 71 something around there uh yeah that was an interracial thing and one of the great things about it was it was like yeah uh no one else is left on earth why the fuck do we even give a shit you're black i'm white that doesn't even matter anymore because you're human and that's what matters. Uh, anyway, I really liked uh, I liked the Vincent Price when I liked the story of that. I especially like the idea that you know, like he's the he's alone because he created this thing. He's a bio, he's doing biological research for the army, and it's kind of his fucking fault that humanity basically dies, mm-hmm. and he's left alone because of his mistake. And so he's desperately trying to fix it. You know, mm-hmm. but in the meantime, he uh, he's killing off. And, and the other thing it speaks of is the idea of evolution. Right. So what he thinks are the the terrible, um, disgusting vampires or Morlocks or whatever you want to call them. They just think they're what's left of humanity. Like for them, humanity's changed significantly and they're what's left. Not him, not mm-hmm. the perfect human that's left that caused all of this. It's them what the 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 way that they are living and whatnot is how we are the we are the next form yeah so the whole idea of i am legend is the fact that he's a legend among them he's the boogeyman he's the creator and the destroyer all wrapped in one and i always have liked that that twist on it you you know it's the idea that that's a great thing of like the false protagonist too of like you think this guy is everything and you align with him because you see yourself in him 
And then at the end, you begin to explore you the realize, idea of yeah. what the fuck, I'm the problem. What if I'm the problem here? Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing the new perspective. I'm not seeing the, the, the paradigm shift that's happened, and I'm the problem. And I think that that's super dope. So I chose I Am Legend as my next that's one. That's a good I one. Think it's a good yeah. one. It's on my list, so yeah, I, okay, I definitely would have good. picked it. So I'm batting uh, pretty well then. Yes. All right. Uh, I, I'm struggling with my next two. Um, I think I'm going to use that one for my number one and go with the Planet of the Apes, Rise of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the, the most recent incarnations. Mm-hmm. Uh I really like the way that that was developed, it, especially when you consider that it's kind of handled as a prequel to not necessarily the Charlton Heston, but it could be if they wanted it to, I suppose, right. because they leave enough clues that if that's the way you want to go, they can, but it doesn't have to be. It's more of you learn how the apes become intelligent, but you also learn how humanity kind of wipes itself out yeah. with the virus that, is it their own creation? I can't remember now at this point. Uh, is, is I, I, I am it, uncertain too. Uh, I thought it was something like they were planning on using it against the apes, and then it. Uh, well, at the end of the first movie, there it's starting to it. They're just starting to have like I want to say it's just like a cold, like a flu, yeah. or something. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, but it's something. Yeah, it is. I think the Charlton Heston movie makes you think that it's nuclear war, right? You, you yes, that that's yeah. the reason why everything you happened. did. You blew it up. You did you it. Damn fools! Oh my god, we should just do a podcast on the best Charlton Heston shit. Think about it. He's got so many cool things. <laughs> we should just what, do our favorite. Charlton what was Heston. the movie? What was the movie that he was in? Uh, that's where he had an eye. Where he had the eye patch, and he was basically Nick Fury. Oh, fuck! What was? You're, you're not thinking of Escape from New York, because that's uh, no, no. It's it's it was you know probably his last movie or in his last couple movies. I want to say it was it wasn't Reacher, was it Jack Reacher? Who? Right. What movie was he in? <gasps> no, no. Uh, it's a True Lies. Yes, it is fucking true lies. Is it true lies? He's basically Nick Fury. You're absolutely goddamn right. There you go. That's funny. That is hilarious. Yeah, because I just found a whole bunch of screen grabs from him where he's like, I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. Oh my God, Charles! Yeah, I forgot about it. Like for some reason, that I just heard about that recently, and I thought, wait a minute, wasn't Charlton Heston in True Lies? Yeah, he was. That's great. Mm -hmm. Look, you and I both know the only real scene we remember from True Lies is Jamie Lee Curtis dancing. I yeah, and look, there's no shame in this guy. There's no shame. The hand over the face, right? Like that's supposed to, like, yeah, she's only been fucking this guy for like years, and she doesn't recognize him because it's shadowy, and he put his hand over his face. Yeah, I don't. Do you know that at the time that movie came out, it was the most expensive movie made at the time? Shut the front door. Look it up. It was. You know why? Because they they rented a Harrier jump jet. No, that probably, and they blew up a bridge, but because it was. uh, the director, uh, Michael Bay, T two, oh, no, 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 close T, uh, Titanic and T two, oh, James and, Cameron, uh, James yeah. Cameron, thank you. That because because his last movie before that was the most expensive movie, and the movie after that was the, the most, most expensive, expensive movie, movie. and then Avatar. So isn't it he weird? just had? Isn't it weird that James Cameron, who like learned how to be a filmmaker at the foot of Burt I Gordon. that's right that's right and if you ever listen to him talk about like his idea of filmmaking and everything he ever learned about filmmaking it is from bird eye gordon and and basically he learned to not waste anything and shoot and get going right you know it's crazy to me though that he also said oh but now i have all this technology use technology fix it in post is basically i mean like his whole thing now is it's like Oh, I'm going to use this technology and we're going to do all this stuff virtually and all this stuff. Like, I mean, part of the reason why it's so expensive is he's trying to do yeah that kind of stuff. I, it's crazy. I I will say, like, like, I have complaints about him 
I think he's, his opinions are sometimes annoying, but I, when it comes to filmmaking, I can't think of a better director that shows and doesn't tell. Oh yeah. He is really good at showing you, not telling you. And that is, wow, Rob, I'm not going to lie to you. That is some like real insightful shit <laughs> as far as filmmaking goes. I've never thought of that. And I would, I would have not thought of that, but in the moment you say it, I go, Oh wow. He's fucking right. You're it, exactly it really, right. Because think of how much fucking telling that George Lucas does. You, you, you know look at I mean? the Terminator movies yeah, and really it's like they're long, but I don't feel like there's wasted moments in them. I, I, I really like Terminator Two is Arnold Schwarzenegger's shining achievement. All jokes aside about him as an actor, and all that—that's a great. He movie. was made yeah. for that movie. Yeah, that movie and, was super fucking good. And and you're exactly right. They don't just say like, "Oh, this this Terminator is made out of liquid metal." No one fucking says that. It just becomes mm-hmm. liquid metal, and you're like, "What the fuck? Holy and, shit!" And at the points when you do have some. What's what's the word I'm looking for? Where you, you you're basically spoon feeding to you yeah, by yeah. telling you, uh, uh, yeah. I can't I think of the way exposition. Exposition's there the word go. I'm looking for. Okay, so when Basil you're looking for exposition, exposition, um, it's it's in the point of where uh, Edward Furlong's character is asking as a kid, we like, oh, could he do this? Yes, he could. Well, can he do that? No, because that's a complicated machine. You know, so it's yeah. like. It, it still fits without being ham-fisted, like you right. said. And it, it fits story-wise. It, it's not just, I'm going to tell you what. And Linda Hamilton's excellent in that movie. Okay, I'll get off the. Dude, Linda Hamilton's great in every movie. Linda Hamilton. Actually, no, strike that. Linda Hamilton's twin sister that looks exactly like him, Linda Hamilton, but doesn't have the baggage of being married to James Cameron. Give me a call. <laughs> um, is it my turn again? Yes, it's your turn. So I originally I had three. We didn't really talk about that down in the Planet of the Apes, but oh, we no, I, no, let's talk about it. No, uh, that's right. We got on Charlton Heston. We talked about a bunch yeah. of stuff. So I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't necessarily really dig hard into the remakes of Planet of the Apes. The first one with Wahlberg really sort of left me sour, and I know really? they got. Be- I know that they got better. But, well, he was no longer a character. I, li- yeah. I actually liked that first one a lot because I felt like it set up this new world. Except at it, the end, he comes down and there's an ape, Abraham Lincoln, and that doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh, uh, Wahlberg. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're saying, uh, no, I'm not talking about Wahlberg. I'm yeah. talking about the new ones. Cause... Right. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. The ones after that. What yes. I'm saying is when Wahlberg did that one. It left such it a sour you to, taste I in my mouth that when James Franco rolls in with his fucking shit, I'm yeah. like, nah. Like, I really yeah, didn't want to watch it. I've seen it in pieces. I've seen it in pieces. It's so detached from that that I, I, just, I don't see it as... It's such a slow burn to getting to where the apes are actually their own characters in that kind of depth that I don't have the problem that you're pointing out, which I totally get because the, the again, speaking of filmmakers, I like, uh, you know, that was made by that, that was that was one of his worst movies for Tim Burton. That was not a good movie, but um, we could do a podcast called movies that Tim Burton did that I don't like. So that's fine. Um, he's not he's not. I no. I yeah, I have only seen the like the James Franco like those ones, the ones that you're talking about. I've sure. only seen those because they're on FX. Yeah. For seven well, hours at a time. When they're and done, you can I, then say it is uh, now truly a planet of vipes. Jesus Christ. Is that really That was a really pissed poor Woody Harrelson imitation. Jesus Christ. Okay, let's go on to the next one. My name's let's, Woody. let's get off. Yeah, coach told me I'd have a job. Mm. Um, do you remember that? Yes, I do. Okay. I do. All right, that's the Cheers thing. For is that our first experience with Woody Harrelson? I don't. On he Cheers? was nothing before. Well, I don't no, think so. In, yeah. I, I, yeah, when he walks in his Woody on Cheers, I and think then I think he went it. to Natural Born Killers. I don't know yes, if he did I anything. He, I don't. That's how I think how he broke broke out of the the Woody character from Cheers. He went from being the most wholesome dip 
shit of a man to a natural born killer. Something that you also have done. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call an audible because I okay. made my list of three, and now I want to add a fourth, and that fourth okay. was something I thought of when I was um, announcing this, and that is Legacy. outbreak. No, it's outbreak. Oh, oh, outbreak. It's outbreak. Dustin Hoffman. Um, <clears throat> uh, that's a creepy movie too. Yeah, Cape, is it Cape Capshaw that's in that? No, 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 no. It's, no. it's um. Okay. Uh, Mary Steam? No, it's not Mary Steam Virgin. Anyway, <sighs> look, I'm not gonna. You talk. You talk. I'll look her up. Okay. Uh, I'm. It's right on the tip of my goddamn tongue. Uh. Anyway, uh, I really liked that movie. Um, and one of the things I liked about it is they were really trying to capture what uh, Renee Russo Renee Russo how did I not know Renee Russo I, you know I, I should have known from... I could see her in the mask but I couldn't see now it. I could see her I was th- sitting here thinking Thomas Crown Affair okay and she's so mm. so very attractive in Thomas Crown Affair mm. um <clears throat> that woman can wear a dress what was I saying oh yes uh, you're talking about the movie yeah mm. contagion I I liked contagion I thought it was uh I thought it was a good like, like that whole quarantining the town immediately, the whole trying to find patient zero, trying to find out where the monkey fucking came from. It was like it was, it was the first good... time I heard patient zero before. Yeah, and it was like it was a, it was a, a creepy turn. Yeah, and it was a good, uh, it was a good like thriller and a whodunit. Like I mean, like unlike a like a terrorist movie where it's like we got to find the guy with the bomb. It's yeah. like that in in the amount of tension it builds up. <clears throat> but instead it's like these neb it's like nebbish Dustin Hoffman and that's a meteorologist being like, you know, we got to trace this and blah, blah, blah. And where did this guy come from? Uh, it's good. I liked contagion. I thought it was a good movie. It's not a perfect movie. Um, I think the fact that Renee Russo got a huge cast that I don't, I didn't yeah, remember. Lawrence Kevin Spacey being yeah, in it. Yeah. Yeah. It is huge. Um, because there's also because if you remember one of the, the the time limit on there, there's two time limits that Dustin Hoffman's character has is racing against. Mm-hmm. One, his uh, ex-wife and woman that he loves, Rene Russo, is now infected. Which we're seeing that right now with people treating and they try very hard to keep themselves safe, and then all of a sudden they start testing positive because mm-hmm. viruses are fucking hard to avoid <clears throat> when you're treating people. So that's the one thing. And then if you remember, he's like in the army, right? He's an army doctor who's treating these people uh, like in a, and the army's like, nah, we're going to nuke. We're going to yes, bomb this town and, and just erase it. Cut our losses. Like, yeah. And, it's yeah. the only way to save America is to firebomb the shit out of this town and eradicate anything that's there. And, uh, and so he's like desperately trying to prove that they can – the one thing that's not believable about that is the fact that like they find the thing and then are able to find a treatment immediately. It's a virus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like what do you I don't know. Here's the immediate cure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which that that is a that is I'm gonna tell you in almost all of the things that we're talking about, uh, you know, that's that's like a a thing that always seems to happen in these sci fi shows. Well, you have to have a happy ending. Sort Unless of, you're I, mean, I Am Legend, and then you just correct. die in a f- fucking fountain. And I'm happy about that. So that's that's my that's my third one, my Audible uh, Outbreak, which I was not really prepared to go in depth on. So I think that's good enough. Yeah, I understand, because even my number one's a little like, I don't, like, I love it, but I don't, but yeah. What do you got? Uh, 12 Monkeys. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, all right. You know, I didn't even think about Twelve Monkeys as uh, being a plague, but you're exactly right. He's it's supposedly going back to stop the twelve the the, the strain. It's a total mind fuck that movie, and I think it was the first time you really see uh, Brad Pitt go a little nuts, and mm-hmm. like it kind of plays the villain. I he's yeah. not a good guy, obviously, but you know, it, yeah, it's about time travel, but it's also kind of about mental reality travel type weirdness and the the plague that they're trying to stop there that 
and I don't think they succeed in that one, if I remember. No, if I if I remember correctly, it, it's a self fulfilling prophecy. They send someone back in time. If and by you doing believe that, that's not a delusional thing. Yes, that's see, the that's other the other mind fuck of that is is that actually happening or is that just a delusion? Is that the mental? Are you? It's a is very it a fever un, dream of yeah. It's a very untrustworthy uh, narrator, so you don't mm-hmm. really know exactly what's going on. Um, however, I did wasn't like the 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 trope of communicating back and forth the leaving voicemail. Yes, at a yes. phone number, which I actually <laughs> it, it, that to me is hilarious. That is a moment in time we'll never get back. Uh, the idea that oh good point vo- yeah i'm gonna keep my voicemail for the next 55 years like you know what i mean uh that's funny um <laughs> but yeah i forgot that was directed by terry gilliam uh rest in peace yeah 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 no i remember that they made them uh they made a show i think on sci-fi about 12 months it, yeah and i want to say it's gone two to three seasons it's been successful um, mm. enough that it's done multiple seasons, but I have not seen it, so I can't speak. I don't to know. It, but... Can we call things successful if it's two or three seasons? I, look, I, I this but is I the mean, is and I don't think it's ended. Is why no, I'm saying. Okay. I don't. I know, but that... what I'm saying when I say is it succeeded is I think now with digital platforms and blah blah blah, it's a lot harder. It's very easy to crank yeah, out. It's easier to, yeah, and it's a lot harder to really fucking get canceled. Canceled, you know? Yes. Like, let's be honest. Firefly wouldn't have gotten canceled. It no, would have jumped it would not. to Hulu or Netflix. Netflix, because yeah. the fact that I I'm not putting down the show, I don't know enough about it. But Lucifer, yeah, keeps clinging to life when you yeah. know how it's is mainstream kind of died out, but right. for some reason it has a cult following that keeps it alive. And it's amazing how Lucifer has a cult following. Yeah, <laughs> Do you, that's why we they, don't let our kids play D and D, folks. Yes, there there was a pitch made by Mark Bernardin. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's sure. kind of the sidekick to uh, Kevin Smith on uh, Fat Man on Batman, okay. which is now I think called uh, Fat Man Beyond, um, because he now took him as a co-host. Anyway, he is a professional television show writer. He is one of the writers on um, the Amazon Prime show with the fairies. I can't think of the name of the show but he's one of the writers uh, in that show queer eye for the straight guy and yeah. that's on netflix i am so sorry i'm so sorry oh, i'm gonna get canceled for that yeah. uh, anyway so he pitched he pitched an idea to dc or to time warner whoever yeah. was and yeah, said well. why don't you do a crossover with constantine and lucifer this this is like a you you've got the built-in fan base with the characters from the CW, and you've got the built-in built-in, and they they wouldn't do it, but they did put Lucifer in the Crisis crossover as a cameo. He was there for moments. His Earth was called Earth Six Six Six. Ironically, I remember three years ago when reading the thing of like, oh, it's about the devil who's bored and solves crimes on Earth, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You know it's a Neil Gaiman creation. Though. I don't care. <laughs> I uh, it's, it's, it's a character out I of the realize, Sandman yeah, series. I know. They've just warped it into something else. Look, but it, I, it had basis on something pretty cool. I guess. Just because Neil Gaiman turns water to wine doesn't mean everything is great. Okay. No, I'm I'm saying the comic it's based I just, on like, is let me, brilliant. Well, and then like, let me I, once yeah, again I, tell you the idea is that Satan gets bored and solves crimes in Los Angeles. That's not what the comic is about. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The television show is about that. And doesn't that sound understand. fucking stupid? It does. It it, it is. Does. But it, again, had enough following that five seasons, six seasons. Jesus Christ. Mm is not who is part of that show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, I think I think Preacher is brilliant and I'm uh, and it's done on season yeah. 4. Give me good omens, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um all right. Uh my number 1 and I am a giant fucking poser. It's why the last man. That's my number. Oh, one. I didn't even think about that. What? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, it's a good one. What? I didn't even didn't even think about Robert? why last man, especially that it's being turned into a tel- is it yeah. a television or a movie? It's turned into a television show. Yeah, it's in development. For yeah, that's a good one, Robert. That's, and that's going to be a huge hit. I, I know it will. Assumed 
when I wrote this down on my list, I was like, he's totally going to fucking I take totally this. space. Wise. I was like, well, well, get ready, Monty. For my two top. comic, my two comic ones were going to be legacy uh-huh. and contagion. I did not even think of why the last oh, man. Oh my I, God. So is, is your last one? Uh, it was virus? 12 month was 12 monkeys. Oh, that was, oh, that it was, wasn't, it, was yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't legacy. Virus. I can talk about the legacy virus, but I, I kind of ran out of, was is that the techno organic virus too? The one that no, cable has? they're they're completely different. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Legacy to me is just constant, and, and we're I'm, we're going to circle back onto why the last man. But we're, let's okay, talk, that's let's fine. Talk, but let's talk legacy. legacy. Legacy felt like it was the big bad well, boogeyman ta- of the okay. of the of X Men for like six. Yeah, years. let's let's at least just give some. It, it was a virus introduced in the X Men comics uh-huh. that only affected mutants and was basically was an analogy to AIDS. AIDS. Yes, it was the AIDS. And... Yeah, it was the idea of okay, if uh if if uh, if being a mutant is like being uh, a minority gay or, or a minority, gay, yeah. Then oh, let's have a disease that's only affecting them and let's have or like, how prominently how affecting yeah. And and the general public doesn't give a shit and it's basically like mutant genocide. Because this virus keeps fucking killing and killing and killing, and they did a they did a fairly good job of maybe one or two big shocks at the beginning, but then I think it, yeah, eventually yeah. took. Um, but it started, yeah, but it got closer and you know what I mean. Like the yeah. X Men, like there were like one or two were like you're like oh that person's memorable but not necessarily in my face, but mm-hmm. then they closed that circle. You know what I mean? Like they kept want... on plucking off different characters and it kept on getting closer yeah. and closer to the X-Men and the ones everyone cared about. I'm drawing a blank as to who all it took, but I I can tell you that it was defeated because of love. Of uh, nope, Well, no. kind of uh, okay. because Colossus sacrificed himself and there yeah. was something about the way his antibodies when when he died in the process but his antibodies came up with the cure and right. that was a lot they've never had legacy virus since that again. point yeah and then of course colossus came back to life in some story comic book yeah but it was it was a very like like i would say every comic with the x-men had that underlying story of Beast is working on a cure and cannot find it, and and mutants that he cares about are sick or dying. Or yeah, yeah, it's a good one. I mean, yeah, I think the, the thing that sticks out to me about the legacy virus is because that that talk about a slow burn of a story, and and really what was good about it is that slowly tightening noose around the neck of the of the X Men. Mm-hmm. It uh, it started wide and got progressively. Tighter and it was tighter and they couldn't strife get it wasn't yeah. it that strife was the one that uh unleashed it i think so that's why i ask if the techno organic virus because that's what well the techno organic and i don't yeah. remember exactly how but that was what got cable sent to the future and right i don't i honestly well, don't that's think the, they have the reason why deep. strife is cable without the techno organic virus and cable like i remember in the early days of cable one of the biggest things was cable was using so much of his powers to stave Just, off the techno organic mm-hmm. virus which i guess was giving him a cool robot hand um uh that like you know that was the storyline and strife was so like seemed to be so much more powerful than him because he was the same genetic, like the same mutant, the same mm-hmm. things, but just without. but he was he was a clone of him. Yes. Um. I- anyway, it, it I and I'm sure you would at least I think you would agree with me that I think when Cable was created, they didn't intend for him to be the adult baby. Yes. That he I I think no he I think agree he was, a... was retconned to fit into this. Yes, role. I think he was a dope ass mercenary when he first showed up. Yeah. And then somebody was like, dude, that guy with the metal arm and the glowing eye and the wouldn't pouches, it be cool if the baby if he we was sent like, to the yeah. future was Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, how about this? How about the minds of his parents inhabited the bodies of other people and raised him from a babe? So they really did raise him, except they don't know. Yeah. They don't know. It's just their mind shadows. I'm being raised by a mind shadow. Mind shadow, <laughs> mind shadow. So let's talk uh, why the last man. Okay. Uh, I've always liked the storyline. I think it's dope. 
um, just dude. It's very original. Yeah. In, in... Well, I mean, at first, at first, because the, there's some other like sci-fi movies that are similar to this. I remember watching one of those sort of sci-fi softcore porns uh, on, <laughs> on late night on HBO, where it's like, yeah. "I'm the yeah. only man left," and women are like, "Oh, put a baby in me." But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is like, if you were to just say, "Oh, he's the last man on Earth." And and women are like it's almost like that sort of children of men. Oh oh my god, mm-hmm. that actually could be that that, that is not yeah. really explained. That could be a plague. Children kind of, of is. Doing, yeah, it children of men of is, is a good goddamn movie, yeah. folks. And that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like it's funny to me because unlike Lucifer, oh, he's the devil and he solves crimes in Los Angeles. If you were to say to me, oh, he's the last man on earth and he's traveling the country, I'd be like, okay. Yep. So no it's about thing. booty. And then you're yeah. like, oh, no. No, he's literally trying to, like, the Israeli commandos are trying to kill him. Um, mm-hmm. There's some crazy shit. You know, it's a good story. And it, like, it sets you, like, it's so funny because it takes the trope. The you're the last man on earth trope, and it turns it on its ears, and you're like, I would not want to be the last man on earth. Yeah, it's it. I'm really curious to see this show when it comes out and how they're gonna do it. It's been well cast. Now, don't ask me who's who, but I do know that. Like, I keep hearing <laughs> it's been well cast, but don't ask me about it. Now, no, I made no, this. I made this hamburger with the best the best ingredients. Don't ask me what they were. I found them on a truck. I just remember those who love this story of going, oh my gosh, look who they cast for fill in the blank. That's what I mean. Is right. I'm just saying. Hearsay. Yes, I, I understand. Objection. Hearsay. I'm, uh, I'm just kidding. Dude, I'm just I'm just messing with you. I, I hope just, it's I dude. hope it's well cast. I hope it comes out really good. Um most of what I know from this comic book is from you and from borrowing issues that you are like, did you have a graphic well, novel well, or was it issues? Um, I had, I had the first, it's, it is collected. It, I want to say it went 75 issues. I have only read the first three. So first three trades. So I'm not, and I've read those things that that you've had. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Well versed in this. Yeah. When, Um, when here's the, see, see, here's the thing, folks, when me and Rob used to get together when we didn't live in the same place before. We would have these things where Rob would give me trades, and I would try to read as many of them as possible while I was in his. Because he didn't want to, he didn't want to hand them to me because he knew that he would never see them again, or it or they would come back in a U shape. <laughs> yeah, just fucking destroyed. Because I am a, I'm a man child who doesn't care, and uh, and I wanted to teach him that objects are not worth his respect. They are just you're objects a, to enjoy. You're a Jedi is what yeah. you're one should not things, have possession. I use things for their intended purpose and then I discard them. Except for all the things that are in my room right now, which I obviously keep like those Robotech toys. Um yeah. No. I just finally have a room that I can put them in. Uh but yes, anyway, so yes, those trade pack like literally those trades that you have are the same trades that I have, but they were good. They were very, very good. So so yeah, mine mine was why the last uh well I why That's the last a good man. number one and I'm I, I am very much looking for it's it's funny because there are a lot of a Netflix, Hulu's and Amazon mm-hmm. Primes are jumping on the bandwagon where it's yes, superheroes have been big because of comics but there are a lot of non-superhero things that are hitting hard right now with like umbrella academy which is kind of superhero but not really uh umbrella academy uh lock and key uh the boys that's superhero uh, but yeah that's superhero but again it's not it's like it's it's not it's deeper than that uh walking dead walking dead well i think walking Dead is the king of all but i think it's also run its course yeah. Let's, yeah, I kind of hope it's thing, run its course. Here's the thing I like. I think this is why, because when you get a com, like when you are gonna like, oh, we're gonna adapt a comic book, right? One, you buy you buy into a ba- a fan base that people who actually pick up comic books or download comic books digitally are still not mainstream. People might like superheroes, but they might not actually buy a comic book, right? Those are two separate mm-hmm. things, or whatever. Yeah. So you're you're getting a fan base that you know are dedicated enough to buy or or a consume, right? But then you're also getting a script that is already fucking storyboarded. 
Mm-hmm. There's some adapt, you know, there are great adaptations that are like, wow, this is a visual diary right here of how to set this up. Yeah, this is yeah. successful and because I know how it's, I know why it's successful. The pacing of a television show can easily be done in a in a fucking comic book, right? Uh, it's so it's 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 ready made. The hard part of trying to figure out how to make a movie out of something has already been done for you. Um, all you have to do is take the source material and fucking shoot from it. You know, or and, take and the, sword from, uh, the source material and write from it. But that's so much easier knowing this is what this person looks like. This is how this person talks. This is how this person moves. Everything about it is already kind of done for you. And it makes it real super yeah. easy. And I just finished a uh, Watchmen television series on yeah. HBO. Uh-huh. And that takes the source material. And it, if if you could make a perfect sequel, that was the most perfect sequel. I... We will never get Alan Moore to watch any of these things and comment on him because he's just a curmudgeon. And and well, sometimes it's it's Rob, valid, sometimes Rob, it's not. But Rob, Alan yeah. Moore is tasked with guarding the portal into Nezeroth, land of shadows. <laughs> and if Alan Moore, high I don't Eldritch think he is. master, I think, I think it's the thing that lives in his beard is what. Here's the thing about Alan Moore. Um, if you don't think he's jerking off to some weird shit right now, you're crazy. Oh yeah. He's some weird it, fucking shit. His, his brilliance comes from insanity. I'm oh, sure. So weird. All right. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, I, we won't, yeah, we won't get Alan Moore to talk about it, but I, I, think about, I, I can't say enough thing good is, things about Watchmen yeah. television show. And I hope it's done because it's kind of like the way it's like, Oh, this is perfect. Don't touch it. Don't give me a sequel to this. Don't give me more seasons. <laughs> don't give this me this is good. Don't give me season eight of this motherfucker. Yeah, I, I think you'd ruin it. it. Yeah, I don't want it's it. It's yeah. such a perfect ending. I do I wouldn't I'd be upset if they did more. Yeah. Uh it's good. So Rob, uh, we're at that point where we need to just, I, we, we need to I'm pretty winner. sure you won with picking uh Why the Last Man. I, I did if I I would if I had picked it, I think I would have um you unless won. you count the virus that uh Goldbug helps prevent <laughs> at the end oh, of the Transformers cartoon television series. Yeah, but only, no, I think had only you chosen that one, but you didn't. I, I mm-hmm. win. Rob, I win. Me, Monty. I'm well, right. It is the name of the show. And you're Rob. <laughs> Thank God. It's been a it's been a spell. People were wondering if we were going to change this to uh, I'm Rob and he's wrong. Um, look, uh, you're the loser. <laughs> like, heads I win, tails you lose. Is that <laughs> what that is? <laughs> look, uh, he, uh, you're, you're the loser. And as a uh, tradition, loser always has to say uh, our tagline. Uh, the line that uh, as we're, by the way, this is. Such a sweet gesture to have uh, Coldplay say this line <laughs> in one of their songs. Um, such a great gesture, and the fact that the fact that uh, the International Space Station is being named after this is also just a huge honor for us. We're really excited this podcast is taking off. But anyway, here it is: our famous. The more you oversell it, the cheaper it sounds. <laughs> but Rob, everyone loves. This catchphrase that we say every single week. So you take us out with it. Cats and dogs sleeping together. Mass hysteria.